Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in New York. I'm Amy Keene. Today we're taking a look at the art market. Last week, the top auction houses in New York sold close to $2 billion worth of art. And a new record was set for the most expensive piece sold by a living artist. The FT's Eric Platt spoke with Jennifer Siegel about what the auctions tell us about the mood among investors. So, Eric, we've just had the fall art auctions here in New York. What did you see? This week is critical for the auction houses. It's when they sell hundreds of millions of dollars of work every day of the week. And sales for the entire week neared about $2 billion by the end. And what we learned from this season was that while some trophy assets were really selling well, others ran into some trouble. We saw some stumbles. There were several nights when... Many lots in a sale didn't sell at all. What that signaled to a lot of collectors and investors in the market was that much like what the volatility we're seeing in the equity market and the bond markets right now, there isn't this full-fledged demand for art that we have seen in some of the past years. Last season, there were some issues with a number of Picassos which were passed. Uh, And this season, we saw the same thing. We'll come back to the past lots, but first I want to talk about the big sales of the week. Tell us about the Edward Hopper. So the Edward Hopper was one of the standout uh, sales of the week. His iconic painting, Chop Suey, sold under the hammer at $85 million. And then with buyer's premiums, it went for just under $92 million. The painting was estimated to sell for between $70 and $100 million. So it came bang in on sale of what the what Christie's team had expected. The painting itself is quite beautiful. It has some of the iconic motifs that you would expect in a hopper. You know, the tables are sparse. There's just a tea kettle on the table in front of these two women. This is something you'd want to see, you know, in your house. It's just really quite a beautiful and large-scale painting. And the other major sale was the David Hockney, which was offered by Christie's. So the Hockney was among the most anticipated of the week. It hit the block without a guarantee or reserve, which is a rarity for a work that's going to sell above 20 or $30 million. And the Hockney ultimately went for $80 million at Hammer, which with fees brought it to $90.3 million. Well, what's interesting about this sale is that it set a new record for a living artist, right? This handily eclipsed the previous auction record, which was held by American Jeff Koons, when his balloon dog in orange sculpture sold in Christie's in 2013. And that went for just over $58 million then. Now, Eric, you were in the room at the Christie sale when this piece came up. What was the bidding like? The bidding was intense. There were at least six phone bidders and several people in the room. And everybody wants to know where I'm going to start it, right? It started at $18 million and within 40 seconds had reached $40 million. Why should we open this? $18 million, $19 million. Who'll offer me 20 Thank you. I have it in the room at 20 22 24 26 28 30 2 5 38, 40. And by the time it reached $70 million, it was really between two phone bidders. And slowly in $1 million increments and then $500,000 increments, it made its way up to $80 million. On my right at $80 million, ladies and gentlemen, selling here at Christie's, the Hockney is sold. The painting itself is one of the most iconic of Hockney's works. There's a person standing beside a pool who's watching another, a swimmer, underneath the water. And it's kind of the most iconic breakup painting you could think of. The work was executed at a time of 
feverish creativity for Mr. Hockney after he had broken up with his boyfriend at the time. He had destroyed several versions of the work and then decided just weeks before a solo exhibition in New York that he would recreate this masterpiece. So we just talked about some of these big blockbuster sales, but there were also a couple of pieces that went unsold. What do those past lots signal about the current art market? So when we talk to executives at the auction houses, what they say is, you know, this is an art market that is still discerning where bidders will not come in at any price. But I think on top of that, it shows that there isn't this feverish demand for all artwork. We saw this especially in the impressionist and modern art categories where several lots just were passed over completely. And there wasn't this kind of demand for the old masters. And so it's interesting to to watch this in relation to kind of the other hiccups we're seeing in markets, whether it's in real estate or financial markets that are hitting some hiccups right now. You know, China had been a, a strong support to the market for a while. And we've noticed that capital controls in China have been denting some of the kind of marquee sales you would have seen in New York. And so that's something that we're looking for and looking for more information when some of these reports earnings So art in and of itself is an asset class. What can we glean about the mood among investors based on the way that they bought and sold art this season? Well, the feeling I got from the auctions was that there's this skepticism about, you know, excess valuations, which is something that we hear from bankers and lawyers who work on mergers and acquisitions and from investors just generally in the stock market. There's this fear that whether it's in the latter half of 2019 or early 2020, that we could be on the edge of a recession. You know, the U.S. growth has been propped up by stimulus measures in D.C., but at the same time, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. And it doesn't feel like the world economy is, you know, running on all cylinders as it was at the end of last year. And when you have those kinds of fears, you don't really want to be propping up a painting at $40 million, especially when you're looking around the room at some of these auctions and only seeing one or two other bidders coming in. Because when that's the case, it signals that demand isn't as broad-based as it may appear when you see a trophy Hockney go for $90 million. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. That was the FT's Eric Platt in conversation with Jennifer Siegel. You can read more on the art market at FT.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another news feature. But in the meantime, if you're not already an FT subscriber and you'd like to discover more FT content, visit ft.com forward slash offer. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.